This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. and I'm in Ashland City, Tennessee. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 14th, episode 2890. Good morning, horse people. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited. This is Glenn's moving day. Oh, is this the day? I don't know why he misses. He doesn't really, we don't talk. This is the moving day. Oh, so he's packing the bags. Oh, wait, he's not doing anything. He hired movers. Exactly. It's still a lot of work, though. He's supervising. Yeah. (laughs) Put that over there. Open that box. Okay. No, open that. A little further. Inch to the left. Okay. Drop it. No, back to the right. (laughs) Aren't you glad we all are here and not there? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I am. I am very glad. What's happening in Ashland City, Tennessee? Well, it's a really, really super nice day today. We've had cold and we've had snow like you and we've had 70 degrees and holy cow, it's just been a roller coaster of weather. It has, you know, I, I, I said when I first moved here from, I moved here from Arizona, which Arizona is the most predictable weather place to live in the entire world because <laughs> it is, it ramps up and then it ramps down and then it ramps up and then it ramps down, down. And there's like the one time of the year, the monsoon season where you get your rain. So right. that's it. Like hot, not hot. Rain. That's that's the three things you get. And then I moved to Oklahoma. Good culture shock. Weather shock. I mean, it is insane. And so we had like the most of the country, the 70 degrees. And then the next day we had snow. And you know, I'm so sick of hearing these specific words. And I'm gonna tell you what it is right now. Quote, this never happens. (laughs) <laughs> give me a freaking break this it always I, happens the move i moved here it was like the the rainiest winter in the history of winters it never happens and then we had like crazy spring tornadoes this never happens and then we had like the most the, the highest heat on record this never happens and then this time we're like we never get snow in march oh my god shut up it so- always happens Crazy breeze, like that never happens. I know. And I hear the same thing. And so I was on Facebook the other day and you know how like your memories come up? Like somehow I found this list of memories and every year in March, we've had snow every year for the last five (laughs) years. (laughs) Yeah. This, this always happens. Okay. It's uh, seriously almost March 15th as mid-March. Let's, let's move past winter. If we can, that'd be great. Um, (laughs) and I, and I know I sound like I'm complaining because we definitely have people that are listening. And I just spoke yesterday with somebody in Alaska, you know, it's like, Oh, she has snow on top of ice, which will then be on top of mud and, and they can't ride right now because they're in Alaska and that's the horses can get like, I know it's not that bad, but I think what I was used to is consistency. Well, yeah. And you know, I grew up in Minnesota and I think I would rather have it 
cold and snowy for four or five months versus, oh, it's 70 and sunny, and now we have 15 degrees and sleet, and now it's snowing, and we have two inches of snow, and oh, look at all the mud, and it's 65. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> like when it snowed this past time, I was like, I don't know how people do this for months at a time. Like, this is awful. Months at a time, people have snow. I'm like, it snows once. And I'm like, ah, you can't function. So anyway, enough complaining about yeah, the weather. It is March. It is just it's on the way out, you guys. The light is at the end of the tunnel. The time change has happened, which, by the way, has messed me up, too, because they don't have that in Arizona. There's no time <laughs> change in Arizona. And I, I'm like, I was late for my kids' practice today. Like, clearly, I have a cell phone that tells me the time, Lisa Waisaki. Yes. And my phone is not that. Like, I have a clock in my kitchen, and I always look at that. And then was an hour off. And then, like, oh, I'm like, oh my God, it's 8.30. We're going to have to eat dinner. Like, I thought it was 7.30. What is wrong with me? But again. I feel like I have a built-in excuse because I haven't experienced it in like 15 years. So I'm going to stop complaining. Enough complaining. The yeah, rest of the go. show is going to be amazing. Yes. And coming up on today's show, we're going to talk to Debbie from Gentle Carousel. They have a finalist in the National Cadbury Bunny Tryouts. and They have miniature horses. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and how to vote for them. Uh, also, we are going to talk to Alyssa Matthews from Discover the Horse. We're going to talk about the Connemara Pony. So we're going to do those two things. But first, we need to get to our daily whinnies. <laughs> Well, I've got to do Glenn's Winnie's, which are the birthdays, which is Rachel Wallace, Joanne Strauss, Andrea McCullough, Brenda Osterholt, Angelina Cantrell, and Hillary Bornman. Happy birthday, everybody. And now your turn next, Daily Winnie. Jamie, I have two just real quick daily whinnies. And so at Colby's Army, we've been riding in our riding arena on grass. And it gets really slick. We were talking about, you know, not being able to ride. Well, even in the summer, sometimes we'll get rain and we can't ride because it's just really slick. And so we've been talking about, oh, we should like level the arena and put some footing in, but no money, no budget for that. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, we get this call from Saddle Up. Saddle Up is the largest therapeutic riding center in Middle Tennessee. Um, I used to be the equine trainer there and our Several of our instructors used to work there. And so they are redoing all of their footing in their indoor arena. And they gave 85 tons of their indoor oh. footing to us. Oh, gave it my to us. gosh. What a score. It, That's amazing. It's amazing. It's river sand and uh, crushed rubber pellets, recycled rubber pellets. Oh, wow. And we're so excited, Jamie. I mean, it's like, this is like life changing for us. It's amazing and so generous. So That's I want to awesome. give a shout out to Saddle Up Nashville. Um, you know, the therapeutic riding community is so generous and so giving and so sharing. And, and I'm just like, I can't wait to get it down. We don't have it down yet. We have it delivered, but it's in piles in the driveway. That and is awesome. I know. And then, so my second daily Winnie goes to April Kamik, and she is one of our auditors. And Saturday, she brought her daughter's high school marching band all the way from Centerville, Texas, to Colby's Army in Ashland, Tennessee, to give a concert for our therapy horses. Unbelievable. <laughs> 
And it was so great. The kids were fabulous. Um, they gave a concert for us. They brought us lunch. And um, I did post in the auditor room um, a video of the horse's reaction to the marching band music. They, One of our horses in particular had a blast. <laughs> and he just loved it. And the band director said uh, our horses uh, stepped in better time to the music than the marching band did. Oh boy. <laughs> That's trash talk right there. Right there. I love it. I right love there. it. So, so why was she, is she kind of coming through the area because yeah. of uh, like so a band normally, competition? Normally, apparently they do do a competition, but this time they decided to do uh, an educational trip. So they stopped at Graceland in Memphis and they got to play Elvis music at Graceland, which how cool is that for oh, high wow. school kids? And then they were coming through Nashville, of course, Music City. So they were getting some music education and April knew that we were just outside Ashland City and they were looking for a place to stop for lunch. And they also did um, a toiletry drive for us and delivered uh, numerous boxes of toothpaste and things for our homeless outreach program. And and um, they were there for like three hours. It was just an amazing day. Really one of the best days I've had in a long, long time. So it's then funny. They- you, you said high school students at Graceland playing Elvis music. And I, I, I mean, they're, they're high schoolers. So they, you have to be like, okay, kids, Elvis Presley was an American singer in the 50s <laughs> and 60s. He sang a song, Falling and Can't Help Falling in Love, Blue Suede Shoes, Suspicious Molly. <laughs> you have to really educate kids I that think, age. It's, it's, so I it's think the band director had done that because they seemed pretty familiar. And so our property used to be owned by Lee Greenwood. Um, God bless the USA song. Mm -hmm. And they knew who that was. So I don't know if they had been prepped on that. April might be able to tell us, but they seemed to know who that was. And uh, anyway, it was, it was fabulous. And our horses, I mean, they loved it. And so we're now like going to be playing marching music in the barn. That is so cool. (laughs) That's so cool. What a fun thing. I got to tell you real quick. um, I did a thing. I did a thing. I and saw. I know you saw it. <laughs> Lots of people saw it. Yes. So the, here's the story. This is a, a new horse for those who haven't seen it on Facebook. Um, there's a there's a really dangerous place on the internet, and it's called internethorseauctions.com. <laughs> and I, I say it's dangerous, but it's worked out really well for me so far. Um I ended up buying, you know, a, a year and a half ago, two years ago, an Andalusian colt that was a yearling that I didn't uh, didn't intend on getting a yearling colt, but he was there and it was a great price, and so I bought him, and that is Miles, and he's amazing, and I love him so much, and he's awesome. So yes. I constantly get emails from like new auction, starting new auction, but they also <laughs> they have a sport horse auctions, which is where Miles comes from, but they also have like. They do auctions for stud services. They do auctions. The Shikatik ponies are all auctioned off on there now. Um, but they also do thoroughbredhorseauctions.com. Oh, and, my goodness. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I look at that thing all the time. It's like dispersal sales or something. You're like, well, maybe I'll get a sport horse at a great price. And so I went on there. I think this was back in December and they had two horses that I really liked two gray brother and sister. And, uh, one, I ended up being able to afford, well, actually I didn't afford it, but they called me back and they were like, Hey, th- you were the high bidder, even though you didn't hit the, the minimum, he will take your high bid. And I was like, 
cool. You know, I made them send me some videos and then I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I did it. So I bought roulette Juliet and she is awesome. She's really sweet. I mean, she's a baby. These horses are not, they're not, he's, she's not three till April. So I've kind of just slowed things down because she's one of those, like, w- she's like an ADD child where she's like, <laughs> Oh my God, what is that? Over there? Oh, what is that right here? Okay. What is that? What are you doing? Okay. Uh, let's go. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll do that. And, and so that's her personality. And so I'm like, we'll just take your time with her. And she's awesome, and she's really sweet. She's beautiful. She's a grandson, granddaughter of Tappet. I mean, she's amazing, really cool. I like her. Anyway, so there was the other one, the 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 gray horse that was her brother. So it was Roulette Juliet and Face Cart. And I did speak to the owner about these while the auction was going on, and they're named after he names all his horses after gambling things. Ah. So Roulette, Face Cart. Uh, so roulette Juliet was mine, but I, I, I really wanted face card, but it said on the list that he was a cult and then he went, his price went way too high. Cause this is a racehorse auction. This is not like a right, right. buying smart horses. You know, this is like real people that actually participate and have money. And so he went <laughs> for way too high and I was like, oh, well, at least I got her, you know? So I went and picked her up and you can hear all about that fun. Uh, I remember <laughs> talking about that. Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that's the, that's the, the time when I went and picked it up and it wasn't the owner. It was the trainer who was like, yeah, you could learn a lot around here, sweetheart. You know, it was like <laughs> too terribly rude. Julie came very head shy, you know, like scared of things. And anyway, so I, I got a call is probably about a month ago and face card roulette Juliet's brother had been purchased as a racehorse went to the track and is also a grandson of Tappet and is possibly the slowest racehorse of all time. <laughs> so much that he's actually had two published works. And what that means is that they have to, to be able to do, like if they go in a race, they have to know how fast the horse is to decide, determine what race they go in and also what the gambling odds are. So right. that he goes into the, to the, to the, track in the morning and they have a clocker and they're like, okay, today's the day we're going to run four furlongs and time it. And he's going to go as fast as he can. And we can see kind of what, what his talent, where his talent lies. And so like 60 horses on the first day worked four furlongs. And again, this is all on Equibase. You can find all your off the track thoroughbred stuff on Equibase.com. So I um, look at the numbers and there were 60 horses that ran four furlongs that day and they timed them and then they ranked them all and from fastest to slowest. And he was number 59 out of six. <laughs> oh, poor guy. And, and oh my goodness. Like, it was like seven seconds too slow. What you would see a normal racehorse. So they send back to the drawing board, train him up. Another two weeks goes by and they go to have another published work. And so they get out there. We're going to run four furlongs, 70 horses that morning. Worked four furlongs, Lisa. He was number 70. Oh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I'm like, and so the, the owner, um, apparently the trainer was like, yeah, um, I, and, and he's, he's at Oaklawn. So Oaklawn is very competitive. Sure. And so the trainer was like, I don't really think that you should continue to spend money on this horse. He's, he's not going to be competitive at Oaklawn. And, 
instead of going down the ranks and sending him to some fairground track or some, you know, putting him in a claiming race and just getting rid of him, what they did was they called the guy who I bought Roulette Juliet from and said, hey, this horse isn't working out. Do you have any suggestions for us? And he gave them my number. Seriously, that's awesome. Right? Isn't yeah. That, this girl trains thoroughbreds off the track. And so he calls me. And and he's like, I have um, face card, and he's proving to be a fairly slow horse. And um, I'm 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 thinking I want him to go be a sport horse. And your name was given to me. Would you be interested? Well, I know what he paid for him because it's right. the auction, and he he paid five grand. You know, and I'm like, I don't really spend five thousand dollars on off the track thoroughbreds. And I explained to him, I'm like. Yes, that horse has a very high value when it's on the track, but when it comes off the track, it becomes an untrained horse, you know, so, and and the market is crazy right now where people are paying $5,000 for horses on the track, which if you can do that, fantastic. That helps everybody out, um, helps all the people, you know, but I can't do that. And I was like, Hey man, I can give you 1500 bucks. And he's like, well, that's, that's a bit too much of a loss. And I said, I, I totally understand. And, and it, it, you know, I definitely would like some trot videos, but 1500 bucks is kind of where I'm, where I'm living, you know, like that's yeah. kind of what I'll spend. Yeah. Oh, that can't work. Then they call me back a month, six weeks later. So, uh, we <laughs> would uh, like to entertain your offer. And I was like, send me the trot videos. Send me the videos I'm trotting around. They put him in a round pin, took some video and sent it to me. And I was like, you know what? I'll give you 1800 And he was like, deal. <laughs> wow. So I, I, I didn't need another horse, Lisa. I am over. I am. I have horses coming out of my ears. I got two babies that need to be started and being ridden. And then I've got Juliet and I've got Zeus and I've got the training horses. And I'm just like, but the weather's starting to get nice again, you know, and maybe I was like, mm. and so I talked to my husband about it. He's like, if you want to do that, do that. Cause for those who don't know, my husband doesn't pay for any of the horse stuff. <laughs> and he doesn't do any of the work for the horse stuff. He just drives the tractor and fixes broken fences. Well, that's so important. It will, uh, absolutely important. But he doesn't train the horses so and, and spend the money on buying the feed and all that. So he's like, if you want to do it, do it. Well, you, I don't need somebody like that in my life. I need somebody who's like... You know, Jamie, you're really busy. You probably didn't do that. Like, you're spending a lot of money, a lot of, you know, you're going to have to get more work to support all these animals. No, no, he doesn't say that, Lisa. He says, you should do it. Go for it. So, but this horse is so cute. Yeah. And it's funny because he, he said that people were coming from Memphis and like people weren't showing up and all the, the nightmares that go along with selling horses. And I was like, yes. dude, I'll give you 800 bucks and I will have my hauler there within three days. And he was like, okay, let's do it. And I called my hauler and he's like, well, yeah, I'm going to be in Little Rock. I could swing by and get him because he was in Oakland, you know, area. And so he went by and picked him up and and he arrived Saturday night at like 10 p.m. And um, he, you don't know what you're going to get when you buy horses sight unseen. What stupid person does that? (laughs) My hand three times, this guy. uh, And oh my God, he's awesome. I mean, he's, I love training horses that are itchy. 
Because it's really easy con- to connect with an itchy yes. horse. You yes. find like sweet spot of scratching. Well, his sweet spot of scratching is everywhere. <laughs> and he just loves being scratched. And so being that he just came off the track, I don't know, two days ago, he is going to have to be turned out for quite a while. He's still got his racing plates on. My farrier's coming today. And then there's the whole thing of like managing Okay, he can be in this little stall and then he has to go to a bigger place and then a big, you know, you can't just yeah, turn them out because right. they have turned out. They kind of lose their mind. So we're now up to the turnout in the arena all day with the attached stall. And oh my God, he's so cute and I love him so much. And so he's. Is, is he older or younger than Julie? He is. <laughs> You would hope that I would buy something a little older, Lisa, because I'm going to be going so like, like, like Chad said when I got Juliet, he's like, this is a, you thought this was going to be quick training and this is the long con. Well, face card, which by the way, I had some awesome suggestions and I think we're going to call him Ace. Um, Ace is, uh, somebody said Romeo, you have to call him Romeo because you have Juliet. And I'm like, but they're brother and sister. And that's just weird. I don't know. That seems creepy to me. Star-crossed lovers, but their brothers said, I can do it. Uh, So Ace um, is probably going to be his name. And he, what was your question? I even forgot. Is he older or younger? Oh, that's the question. Yeah, Yeah. he's seven days younger. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Actually, they were born at the same farm. They were in the same pasture. They were grew up together playing. And I'm so excited. And it's so funny because he was in in the stall and I brought her in. And he puts his ears over and he looks at her and he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's your sister. That's gross. Stop looking at her. <laughs> so I don't know if they know each other or not, but he seemed very interested in her, but probably because she, you know, is a girl. Uh, right. But, and so is he having a, a little appointment with the veterinarian at oh, some he point? He has had that already, which oh, is why I, okay. yeah, which is fantastic. So he had had that appointment done already and it worked out. Uh, so now I just have a, a gelding, but I don't think his appointment was all that long ago. So we're still going to have to work on managing his expectations. Exactly. <laughs> but it's going to be a long con and then it'll take a while. And, and my farm boy who works for me was asking me, he's like, what are your, what are you going to do with these horses? Like, what is like with Julia? Like, well, Julie, what is your, what are you going to do with her? And I said, you know, like all I really care about is giving them an education and then we'll go from there. First, they have to be rideable and educated. And right now they're two, two year old babies that have been put on. And like, I I, I was thinking like, but I've been on Juliet a couple, Julie, a couple times. And, um, I, it's one of those things. And this happens when I get racehorses a lot. I'm like, I cannot believe somebody sat on this horse and went 38 miles an hour. Like, <laughs> why would you do that? You would die. I mean, like, I'm like, I'm just going to walk. We're just walking. We're turning. And these horses, they don't know how, what the leg means. They don't know how to turn. No, they, they don't know, know anything. Stop. They don't know. They don't know anything. And yeah. you're on a mounting block. What are you doing up there? You know, <laughs> so, it's like so much education. So I just want to get them an education. And, and we'll see what happens. I have no, no expectations. I'm in no hurry. And, and, uh, so yeah, so now I have another horse and I'm going to have another one in May because pink's going to have a baby and I'm very horse poor. <laughs> yes. Yes. Horse and and, and horse April poor. said she was, I think she said she was sending her percheron to you soon. Clydesdale. Clydesdale. 
celebrating a Clydesdale April 1st. Yeah, she's going to be sending a, a Clyde. You know, it's so funny because there's many things that having a training business you never expected, which <laughs> one was I started a orphan, which I've heard orphans are monsters. And, and this one was started a monster and then it very quickly turned into a normal horse. So I started an yeah. orphan. I had a gypsy vanner this spring. I was like, that's cool. I love them. I want then them. I, I've had a pony. Like I started a 14 year old pony. So that was cool. And then now I'm getting a, a Clydesdale to start. Like <laughs> so fun to play with all these different breeds of horses. So, yes. um, that is what we are. The, that's where we're at. Everybody was waiting to hear me tell the story. And you know, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so watch your videos. You can find all the training, all the things on my Facebook page, Flyover Farms, James, Flyover Farm, Jamie Jennings, uh, certified Monty Roberts instructor and, and go from there. But first, before we get to our first guest, it's time, Lisa, it's time for people to share with us their equestrian first world problems. Ooh. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. Well, let me start out by saying that if you have an equestrian problem, like too many horses, it is a first world problem. That is the world we are living in today. And um, these are folks that are auditors and they have, uh, on Sundays, I put up a post and I'm like, what are your current equestrian first world problems? It's cathartic. Let it out. And it's funny. Uh, so these are the people that have shared their problems. And um, I would like to let you know what they are. If you want to become an auditor and participate in this, go to horseradionetwork.com and uh, you'll see the the button to become an auditor there. Uh, Lindsay this was this is fairly tragic, actually. It's very sad. Um, Lindsay said, I fed my horse chapstick in my pocket instead of the carrot in my other pocket. And I loved that chapstick. And she got it the, her horse's face and like a half-chewed chapstick bottle. So the horse must have just bit it and then realized that it's not a carrot and then spit it out. And, and it's a Kentucky performance product chapstick. Very oh, no. sad. Oh no. Well, so glad he didn't eat it though, because then, then she'd be up, you know, for two days looking at poop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Give me the tongs. I think I found it. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, Claire says, um, and Claire, I'm interested to talk to you about this because I've been thinking about it. She said, I started getting Botox and now the marks my helmet leaves on my forehead last for hours. <laughs> 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 Sharon, I have a problem. You have a problem that I can help you with, uh, which is I rode and drove my horses today. And it was so nice that I wanted more horses to work with. <laughs> oh, you can help her with that. I know. I come yeah. on over. Or she uh, can come to my place. Yeah, exactly. Horses. Yes. I, you know, I never thought I'd be the person that owned not one. Not two, but three gray horses, and I live in Oklahoma where the mud is red. Yes. This is a terrible idea, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, mine is, I actually submitted my own problem, which is, I just got a new baby racehorse that was on the track up until yesterday, and he needs a month off, but I want to play with him. <laughs> God, it's frustrating. Yes. Um, Rachel says, my amazing husband and I finally agreed I could get another horse. Yay. But now I'm so stressed out. How will I pick the right one? How will my job be able to keep three horses ridden, clean my house? And what's going to happen with the global economy? I'm sweating and chewing on my nails, but I want another horse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Alice, go for it. Yeah, exactly. she should go for it. She'll figure it out. Um, Allison said, I just got brand new, and this just happened to me. I just got brand new hot pink splint boots to go with the rest of my hot pink tack. But they're not the right shade of hot pink, and they don't go with the rest of my hot pink tack at all. Isn't that the worst? I just That's like the worst thing ever. <laughs> I because I have this little gray filly and she needs pink things or tur- turquoise things and so I bought a pink saddle pad and I bought pink boots and they're totally wrong and I sent them back and I was like I'm not gonna I can't be seen no, wearing not. something like this I mean so Allison if you know what's good for you you can send those things back and try again um, Jenna says. I bought all of my horses heated five-gallon water buckets. Five out of six horses love them. But my one broodmare, who is eight months pregnant, insists on waddling out to her frozen-over trough outside and breaks through the ice. So I have the bleeding heart that I am. Of course, I'm out there multiple times a day, breaking and removing the ice for her, all while her $100 heated bucket (laughs) remains untouched. God. I'm glad that the mare is a chestnut mare. Would uh, probably and no. she's doing it just because. I I have um submergible heaters in the trough where Zeus and mm-hmm. Pink Zeus and we Pink have those two. Yeah. Um. Do you know what happens if you have a Zeus with a heated thing that's submerged? Um. He takes a cord and he eats it and breaks. Oh no! Things. Oh, oh my scary. god! He's the worst. <laughs> that's scary. Oh, our horses. I'm like, we can't have nice things. Our big draft horse just tips the water trough over, and then the heater's sitting out there and coating the water. (laughs) That's nice. Thank you very much for that. Um, (laughs) uh, Robin says it's so tricky having two horses with similar names when unloading them from the trailer. Joey, back up. Josie, whoa. Joey, back up. Josie, you back. Joey, whoa. That's so great. I I sold her Joey and I told her, I said, here's the deal. I've had this horse since he was four years old and he's 16, 15, 14, something like that. I was like, I'll sell him to you, but you have to promise not to change his name. But I have a, my kids have an uncle Joey and I was like, doesn't matter. Can't change his name. And so she's been really good. Even though she has a Joey as a brother and a Josie as a horse. God love her. It was in the contract. Um, Michaela says, we just signed an offer contract for horse property. That was accepted. But now I'm too busy packing and planning for my arena barn to actually ride my horses. (laughs) You'll get there. You'll get there. She will. Lisa says, I can't ride because my arm is broken and I'm recovering from a C-section, but I really want to ride. Oh, that's awful. That's a that's a real problem. That's Scratch a real that problem. One. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. Uh, Carrie says I'm heading out. God, I'm heading out on my work trip to the Virgin Islands today, so it's going to be hard to get as many real time updates from my horse, who's currently en route from Ireland. Oh my goodness, Carrie, I don't want to hear from you anymore. <laughs> can't be friends. <laughs> I don't know you, but I, I am pretty sure that oh, I don't want your updates anymore. Cause now we're going to get horses like she, uh, pictures of, she's probably like super tan back from the Virgin Islands. Yes. Some amazing yes. Irish draft horse that she's like rocking over fox hunting fences. Ugh. Yes. Shut up. Yes. Carrie. <laughs> yes. uh, Laureen. Uh, <laughs> God love her. She said, I fell off a horse and I had to go to the hospital. And all of the, <laughs> all of the ER doctors were so young and cute. But all I could think about was how bad my helmet hair looked. 
<laughs> that is a true problem. That yes. sucks. Yes. <laughs> You're like, can I get a mirror? Thanks. Yes. <laughs> uh, don't cut off my boots. Uh, Casey said, I finally got my tack truck. I finally got my truck running and I brought it home. And now gas is so freaking high, I can't afford to go anywhere. <laughs> so true. Matt says, my old boots died and I bought new boots at the Pennsylvania Horse Expo. But now I have to break them in. Uh, <laughs> I actually have a new pair of boots, like the double and like mud boots, you know, the tall yeah. boots. Uh, and I think they're oak. They're sitting up there and I'm, I, I'm like, I need to use those, but I don't want to break them in either, Matt. So I get it. <laughs> I'm like, hard. it'll last another day. It'll be fine. That'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, Kara yeah. says, my husband went to work early, so I have to take care of my own animals today. Kara? Oh, darn. Everybody wants to punch you right now. <laughs> yes. yes. And they want to know if he has a brother. I'm just going to speak out loud for those who are listening. <laughs> <clears throat> Margaret says, I found my dream property in Virginia out of the blue, and I called the realtor, and she said, come down, and she would show me the other properties, too. And at that price, it's going to be gone by the time I get there. And the real estate market pain is real. Oh, oh, nice farms to look at in Virginia. Uh, Meg. Megan says, I bought a new bridle and a blingy new brow band, but they were too small, so I had to take them back, and the larger bridle didn't come with the reins that I like, so I had to buy new reins. I just had to, and then my husband had to know why I spent even more money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a one-rein kind of gal. What about you, Lisa? Uh, one one set of reins. Well, I will say this. Sometimes I like rope reins, and then sometimes I like you know just a more traditional English rain. So mm -hmm. it just depends on. Are you like the braided I'm... rain kind or like the little stops or the rubber reins? What do you I like? I liked, I like the braided reins. Okay. But, but, but a lot of times I like the rope reins too. So, okay. you know, just the closed rope reins yeah. got a good feel. So it just depends on my mood. Gotcha. I'm a rubber rain kind of girl. I'm yeah, the rubber I, ones. It, here in Tennessee, it gets too, um, too slimy. Oh yeah, it, yeah. When I was in Minnesota and in Washington State, I liked the rubber reins a lot. But you know, I don't know. I ride for five minutes and then then everything's like soaking wet. And like even with the rubber, I can't grip. Yeah, and it's funny. This winter, I've learned that I literally can do nothing wearing gloves. Like I can't uh, even yeah. scoop grain wearing gloves. Like what is wrong with me? So I've solved your problem, Jamie. Okay. I have a pair of of mittens like knit mittens and they have like a glove covering over them and the mittens fingertips are open <gasps> yes it's, i need those oh they're fabulous they're absolutely fabulous i need those that's, you can't that's have mine, perfect no. <laughs> I with my life. <laughs> send me an amazon link i'll put it in yeah. a cart uh yeah, finally too. our last one and this is a throwback to to last week where Kristen, she said she got really cute, sexy new riding pants, like little uh, mesh panels on the side, but it was too cold to ride in them. And so this is her update. It finally got warm enough for me to wear the amazing new breeches with the sexy mesh panels. But I ripped one of the mesh panels on the fence post the first time I wore them. Oh, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> so sad. How could? Oh my oh, God! Yeah. I've done that. I've it's done that. Right. Anyway, those are your equestrian first world problems. Thank you so much for submitting them. But before we call our first guest, let me tell you: today's episode is brought to you by the World Equestrian Center in Ocala, Florida. WEC does everything well and with class. One of those things is the WEC magazine. You can pick them all up all around the World Equestri Equestrian Center or read them online. 
and we'll put a link to it in the show notes. This month's stable spotlight is the MTM Farm and Brianna Taylor. And so you'll also find an article called 24 Hours in the Life of the Inventor Doug Payne. Again, the link will be in the show notes. Check it out today. And thanks so much for the World Equestrian Center in Ocala, Florida being our title sponsor for today. Check it out today. I would like to welcome Debbie from Gentle Carousel Miniature Therapy Horses onto the show today. Hi, Debbie. Hi, thanks for having us. Thank you for coming on. I feel like it's been a minute since we've talked to you guys at Gentle Carousel. And so before we talk about the Cadbury Bunny tryouts, I want to just give everybody an overview of what the Gentle Carousel is and what you guys do. Okay, well, uh, this year is our 25th year of service, and we have a team of therapy horses that work inside children's hospitals and veterans hospitals across the country. And uh, the horses are absolutely amazing because who isn't cheered by a horse coming into a hospital room? They go up the elevators and stairs, they're house trained. So they work in intensive care and um, they're just really pretty amazing. So anybody who's a horse person knows what it would be like to be stuck in a hospital and have a horse come into your room. Now, and these are not elevated, just, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, these are I'm not sorry. just any, any horses. It's not like a big 16 hand thoroughbred. Tell everybody what your horses look like. Well, they are little, they are on the small side of miniature horses, but very proportional. That's important to us that their confirmation is great. Their temperaments are great, but they're little. They tend to be 27 inches at the shoulder. Wow. That's probably the average. So it's much easier with that size to move around hospital rooms. It's much easier with elevators. There's nothing greater than having the elevator doors open and people are waiting in a hospital and little horses come out of the elevator. (laughs) I wish we could do that with everyone. But they've just been really amazing through the years. And it's hard to believe it's been 25 years of being out. Um, Even like the little horse that we're going to talk about today, Sweetheart, She's been part of the team for 13 years, and she was, you know, she helped comfort survivors and first responders of the mass shootings at Sandy Hook and at the Emanuel African Methodist Church in Charleston, the Pulse Nightclub in Orlando, Florida. So, and the horses get called into natural disasters, you know, as long as it's safe for everyone. But she was, uh, she helped with the children who'd been trapped in the schools. Um, in Moore, Oklahoma, by that F5 tornado. She helped the, you know, the victims of the fires in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. She worked in the aftermath of Hurricane Irma. And, you know, just recently, she was part of the team that was down in Surfside, Florida, with the first responders and families after the condo collapse there. So in addition to working with thousands of patients in children's and veterans hospitals across the country, But I have to say with her, usually she's worked behind the scenes and comforting people behind the scenes. So this is her first time to really shine in the spotlight. (laughs) So Now, when you, when those elevators, I have goosebumps with you talking, uh, how how does, how does sweetheart get invited to things like this? Like, is it, it's like you see a natural disaster and you're like, come on, get in the truck, let's go. Or does somebody call you and say, hey, we really could use you? Yeah, no, we would never just go. We are always invited, and there's always a plan for where the horses are going to stay, how they're going to be, how they're going to exercise, everything about the location. 
So no, we don't just jump in the, you know, jump in the van and go. It really has to have a plan. Like when we were at Sandy Hook, they had emails that they would send us. So one day they said, can you be at the library at a certain time? And maybe there'll only be one child there. Would that be okay? And we were like, absolutely. Because, you know, they kind of sent emails just to families. And when we got there, 600 people were there. And it was the first time they had seen each other since the tragedy was with the horses. And so there's something just magical about a horse. But no, it's very planned. We have regular visits that we do in different parts of the country um, that are all scheduled. But if there is something that happens that's, you know, a, a crisis or something where people need to be comforted, they call us. And in fact, with Sandy Hook, we were called that night and asked if we could be there. They said they wanted their children to go back to school and be talking about minis and not monsters. Whew. Sorry, that was a <clears throat> tough one for me. When it happened and hearing you talk about it is, is uh, amazing. So let's let's talk a little bit about, first of all, thank you for what you do. I mean, you've changed lives and everything and, and by having this mission and this goal, tell everybody a little bit about what your, what, um, sweetheart has got herself into now. <laughs> well, we decided to enter the, the Cadbury bunny contest mainly because sweetheart had worn bunny ears with children in hospital care during yes, Easter, because lots these of guys different are years. Always in the cutest costumes ever. Well, you know, the holidays are always kind of a big deal. So they usually have very family-friendly costumes at Halloween, but Easter and Christmas and everything. So she already had bunny ears. Um, so she just, we sent in, like thousands of other people, we just sent in her photo with the ears. And uh, Cadbury, you know, searched through all these thousands of photo submissions. Last year, I guess there were 14,000. And they picked their 20 favorite semifinalists, and we were contacted. And then we just had a couple of days to send in an audition video for her. And this was not a professional video. It was like with the iPhone. <laughs> so we sent that in, and they picked the top 10 finalists from those auditions, and she was selected. So now the winner is going to, they're going to help be chosen with America's vote. So there are 10 finalists. And they did the leaderboard two days ago, and she was in second place on the leaderboard with 10. <laughs> so we were like, Possibly come on. beat there that. Been, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> there are dogs and frogs. I mean, there, there are some really amazing and cute animals. And people have, you know, cr across the country and world, have until March 22nd. They can vote for their favorite Cadbury bunny, and they can vote once a day. And then they're going to announce the contest winner on March 29th. And then that winner will star in the classic Cadbury Bunny commercial set to oh. air nationwide around Easter. But she would be the first horse ever to, <laughs> to do it. And Sweetheart is, you know, she's a white horse. She's, you know, her little, she's got blue eyes that match her, that match her bunny ears. So she's pretty cute too. But, uh, it's a lot of competition still, and we're just hoping she will be able to don the bunny ears and star oh in the commercial. Gosh. 
So is that the is really there a courage? Yeah. Is that the prize, like to 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 be in the commercial? Do they make a donation, anything, or just just the fact that you bring awareness to what you guys do by the the commercial? There is a prize, a five thousand dollar prize, and in addition to that, which is really great, is that they're donating five thousand dollars to the ASPCA, and then for every five thousand votes, they add more money up to twenty thousand dollars. So, you know, the ASPCA gets a donation, General Carousel would get a donation, but for a charity, you know, the biggest thing would be um, just awareness of our charity, of what the horses do. It would be great for all the kids she works with because Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sure they would love to see her on a commercial as well. So it would just be fun all the way around, but also the very first horse which we think would be fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you can, I will post the link to voting. You go in and you, you can vote for the one, but then you got to put in some details and then you have to hit vote again after all those details are in. So make sure you do that. So the, your vote counts it. Wait, go through until it says you have voted. Thank you for your vote. You know, <laughs> um, because it, it kind of tricked me there for a second. So we will put that link on our Facebook page, but also if you, are you don't have anything you know to write it down or whatever don't have facebook bunny tryouts.cadburyusa.com and then you can go click through and find sweetheart she's wearing uh, she's a little i mean would she be albino is she albino or she's white no she's not albino she's just white and uh yeah you'll recognize her she'll be the only horse Oh, okay. Out of the 10, uh, the only white horse, but the only horse out of the 10. And, and usually you just have to type in your email address and, but you have to type it. If you try to autofill it, then I guess it has an issue, but if you type it in, that's usually the only information you have to give. And then you can vote every day for your favorite and they're all adorable. I mean, of course, you know, we would love sweetheart to win for lots of different reasons, but they're <laughs> all, they're all adorable. But when people go, they get to see the video, too. When you go on the voting page, mm-hmm. you can see our iPhone in the barn, <laughs> in the barn video. But she was very good, even it for that, awesome. I have to say, some of her personality. But we just really appreciate you letting people know. And, you know, we really are going to keep our fingers and toes crossed and see if she can go up the leaderboard from if second people, place to first place. If people want to get a hold of you or donate money or be a part of things, where what is your website? It's gentlecarouseltherapyhorses.com. Gentlecarouseltherapyhorses.com. Thank you so much for being on the show. We wish you the best of luck. We'll keep everybody updated. Everybody go vote. Hey, if your horse is showing signs of nervousness, inflammation, pain, or digestive issues, American Harvest Products might be the solution you need. This Montana-based company develops the highest quality hemp products and offers a line specifically for horses, including CBD oil, premium hemp extract, and equine hemp-derived pellets. American Harvest's natural equine hemp pellets are vet-formulated and produced from natural hemp, and the pelleted formula is manufactured with raw, potent CBD using no chemical products processing so your horse will love the taste as much as you'll love the benefits. Look for the full line of American Harvest products at your local equine shop, any Hubbard dealer, or online store at alltech.com. And every month, 
American Harvest is offering an exclusive giveaway for you, our Loyal Horse Radio Network listeners. One lucky winner will receive a free 90-day supply of American Harvest equine products. Check out today's show notes for details on how to enter. So we're talking with Alyssa Matthews from Discover the Horse, and today we're talking about the Connemara Pony. Alyssa, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. You know, I um, was a trainer at a very large therapeutic riding center um, a while back, and we had a Connemara pony named Elvis. And that was my first experience with that breed. And I have to say, he was so smart and so smooth to ride and so versatile. I just really fell in love with him. So tell us a little bit more about this, this amazing large pony breed. You know, I love hearing that story about them because when I went out to film for the quest, this was also my first experience meeting a Connemara pony. And so I knew a little bit about the breed and I ended up going to Dartfield Equestrian uh, where Willie Leahy um, was running the place, one of the largest breeders of Connemara ponies in the world. And I had such an incredible experience with these ponies. I was just absolutely blown away by just everything that they could do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so they originated in Ireland. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. The uh, the western part of Ireland in the Connemara region. And it's uh, used to be anyway, this very rugged terrain, uh, very difficult weather. And so the ponies over the years have really adapted to be sure-footed, hardy, and just very, very good minds on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so this was a horse. Uh, and again, it's a one instance of of my experience with the breed. I'm five foot eight, and this horse was fourteen hands. But um, he, there was enough substance with him that I felt I could I could ride him and felt we would both be comfortable. But he was like my choice to take out on the trail. He was so sensible and so sure footed. I just loved it. Absolutely. So they're one of the larger pony breeds. They average between thirteen and fifteen hands, and. I was also amazed because we went out into a cross-country course and it was March in Ireland in 2018 and they had had a particularly wet year. And so we were in mud and like tricky terrain that a lot of times I would say you'd probably stop riding, but we went out and we went jumping and oh these goodness. horses... They, they didn't take a step wrong. Like if you watch the quest episode, you'll see us coming up to these jumps and there's like mud in the front, a puddle in the back, and they were just so sure-footed. It was, it was really cool. Wow. And they're known for jumping, right? Their ability to jump. They are. They are known around the world uh, for really a brilliant jumping ability. They can a lot of times outcompete the larger horses. <laughs> so why is this breed not more popular here in the United States, I wonder? You know, that's a really interesting question because I feel like they have been they've been growing in popularity all around the world. I think they're in like 17 different countries right now, but I hadn't met them here in the United States before. Um, after I put the video out, I did get some really cool people saying, hey, I have a relative of one of the ponies that Willie talked about in the quest. And so it it's neat to hear about people that do have them here, but I'm also surprised that they're not more popular. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the, horse or the pony that I was familiar with was a buckskin, which is my favorite color. And, uh, but I wasn't aware of, of the other colors that they might come in. Like, yeah, there's, 
there's a variety of colors for sure. I think it's, uh, so there's gray, which is super common. And then they've got the dun, bays, browns. There's also, I think, black uh, chestnuts. And I saw some Palomino ones the other day as well. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, big variety. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think this is a pony, too, who can very easily go Western as well as English and over fences. It can, you know, do a lot of the Western sports as well. Absolutely. I I actually live out in Colorado and we do some pretty rugged mountain trails. And I think these guys would be fantastic for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So is there any idea how many um, ponies there are here in the United States? You know, that's a really good question. I don't actually know that. Yeah, I just think um, I'm just so sold on the breed and it's based on just, you know, one individual, but I would love to have one in my barn and, and I just, but I don't know where to get them. You know, it, it's like, they're, they're not like the quarter horse or the Arabian um, where, you, where you see them all over the place. That's where you go to your trusty pocket friend called Google. And yeah, you Google. See, <laughs> well, I actually was horse auction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Internet horse auction. No, don't do that. Um, yeah, so I grew up with my my best horsey friend, uh, Melanie had a Connemara and he was a little gray horse. And man, we had some adventures because that horse was just awesome. And uh, so no, I've de- it's funny you said that they're not very common. I'm like, well, there was one, I like I grew up with one. They the, the breed has always been very familiar to me. So it just depends on, on where you are and who you're around, I guess. Yeah. And I think, you know, they're very kid friendly and beginner friendly because they're very kind and giving and generous horses. But yet on the other hand, they're fearless. Uh, They sound like the Irish people. Yes. Yes. yes exactly. Kind and fearless. I yeah, talked exactly. it in Ireland. I know what I'm talking about. They're all nice, but oh my God, put your helmet on. <laughs> you might yes. die. <laughs> yes. yes. Riding in Ireland is an epic experience for horse lovers because it it really is. It's a country for horse lovers over there. Alyssa, when I fox hunted over there, it was not uh, the season. So I got to, with Cooper's Hill Equine in Galway, hooked me up with uh, going fox hunting. And even though it was the off season, they still have to work the hounds. So we go to this forest. And I was thinking, I mean, I had these visions of galloping across, you know, green fields and jumping rock walls. Well, it turns out, no, there's no rock walls, but there are giant traffic barriers that are yellow <laughs> and black they're like four feet tall and i was like ooh, ooh, but to stop cars and they were like just jump it i was like oh this- uh, it's like a metal barrier <laughs> this sounds exactly like james from cooper's hill i you love got them it. <laughs> <laughs> they're wonderful <laughs> yep that is who it was yeah so i was like oh okay here we go let's jump the traffic barrier so yeah it was really fun it was amazing the grala uh, hounds uh harriers is who i got to go out with and it was really a life-changing experience and uh, opposite of the the Connemara, I was on an 18-hand Irish draft oh horse. Oh, it's my gosh. Giant, wow. giant horse. They were like, save his horse in Galway, ma'am, as it's like jumping the fence and like crow hopping along. They were like, oh, he's having fun. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> you people are crazy. <laughs> but it was awesome. But where can people go to find out more about your adventures? You can follow the videos on YouTube Facebook or discoverthehorse.com. Fantastic, Alyssa. Thank you so much for being with us. What an awesome life you get to lead. Yes. I love every minute of it. Thanks we for having me. We want to be you. <laughs> well, come join me sometime. <laughs> I'd love to. We'd all love to. 
Discoverhorse.com. Check it out. Thanks, uh, Lisa. Thanks, guys. Well, uh, Lisa, thank you so much for being a co-host today. It's been a fun show. I, I, I want to make sure, by the way, that when I talked earlier about getting this uh, thoroughbred from the thoroughbred owner, I wanted to just make a special mention here on on awesome racehorse owners. And, and I say that because this person could have very quickly passed ace or face card down the line. And they, even though, by the way, he took a substantial loss as far as training and fees and the purchase price and all that, he wanted the horse to have a good home. And I'm, I'm, so many times I get these horses from the rescue that have been beat up and that have not had the most awesome existence. And here's one, here's the perfect example of a class quality racehorse owner and trainer. I, I mean, I talked to the trainer, I talked to the owner. It was just a long line of, of communication and I'm so happy that somebody in that field, it's just, I, I don't know if all the good, the good guys get enough attention. So I just wanted well, you to, know, it, to it really does something. restore your faith that, that there are people out there who want to do the right thing for the horse. Yep. Absolutely. And I just wanted to, to thank them. I, I, as we were talking, I'm like, did I, did I make sure I let everybody know how awesome this was? It wasn't about the money for them. It was about getting, I mean, to call me, like they didn't even know me, but they right. knew me through the, the Facebook. I don't know how, I don't know, but whatever. I didn't, I didn't look at gift horse in the mouth. I just, I just bought the name. Boom, but they did it. the right thing. And, and both these horses are going to go on to do whatever they're going to do. And they're going to do it super well because they have a great life now. I'm so excited. I'm going to go yes. play with my new horse, but I can't because he's still got racing plates on. And there's no snow. There's no snow. Exactly. Exactly. All right, everybody have a great day. Lisa, do you want to sign off with any sort of like catchphrase or what do you say at the end of the shows? No, but, but I, do, I would like to give a plug for all the auditors who have reviewed my new book, The Mysterious Horse House. It's, it, the reviews have been absolutely amazing and I'm just very humbled and, and want to thank everybody. I am sorry that I did not mention that earlier. The That's Mysterious okay. Horse House, books by Lisa Waisaki. Actually, I just got a message from somebody I posted when I posted face card on the internet. Somebody wrote, oh no, I posted a picture of Zeus because I've been trail riding Zeus and yeah. I'll have an update on Zeus on Wednesday, but Yay. I trail rode him and a girl Facebook messaged me. She was like, oh my God, it's you and Zeus. I totally just finished reading the book when you were in. <laughs> It was awesome. Awesome. I'm like, yeah, that's us. (laughs) And what book is that? Tell everybody where they can get all Lisa Wysocki books. Yeah. uh, Amazon.com is the best place, but you can go to my website, lisawysocki.com. Jamie and Zeus are featured in the fifth Cat Enright book, The Rain Equation. And Jamie, you know, you might be a murderer. I'm I'm just throwing that out there. Mm -hmm. You'll have to see to find out. All right, everybody, (laughs) have a great day. Spay, neuter, and geld. Bye.